this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our special guest is Eliza Bozinski, and she's from the Anderson Center for Autism. And we'll be talking about all the great work that they do there, but not until after these important messages. So So stay stay tuned. tuned. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I'd like to welcome all of our loyal listeners back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined this morning in the studio by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm just great. And you know why? Yes, because at my age, every day I open my eyes, put my feet on the ground, is a good day. Oh, my goodness. I was going to say because of your snappy bow tie well, and your new you. wardrobe and style thank look you. that you're well, sporting I, these you know, days. I want to I dress for the occasion. I can tell that. And we have a great guest, so we I wanted sure to dress do. up for our great guest. We do. She's from your part of the county. That's right. Meaning on the more western side of Dutchess County from the Anderson Center for Autism. And this is our friend and fellow broadcaster, Eliza Bozinski. So welcome to Radio Rotary, Eliza. Thanks so much. So, Eliza, what is the Anderson Center for Autism? Well, it's many things. Um, Namely, I would say we are a major resource in uh, the county throughout New York State and really throughout the country and uh, and even internationally we are a resource for individuals and families and providers professionals who all may have questions or needs about autism so we are a residential school for children on the autism spectrum that's in Statsburg, New York up in uh, the western part of the county um, we are a school program for children with, uh, with autism we also have an adult services program, which is uh, residential, as well as providing day services and opportunities for vocation, whether it be volunteer opportunities or paid work opportunities. We serve about 100 adults in uh, about 21 group homes throughout Ulster, Dutchess, and Orange Counties. My goodness. We have a consulting department. We have a clinic. We have an international fellowship program. All I don't know. I could keep going. Well, I guess. Are, I, that's a lot to take people. in. Is it, and all this takes um, is centralized from your Dutchess County? Yes. We're our in, main campus. Statsburg? Our main campus is in Statsburg. It's a beautiful 100-acre campus that's recently been renovated. It's a walking village for our students. Uh, their families who come to visit are almost 800 staff who we employ uh, throughout all these uh, this county and, and then again, Ulster and Orange as well. That's where our children's program is and most of our administrative and what do you, offices. What, what are the age? What's defined? Great question. Um, we can serve children as young as five, but typically for a residential placement, our youngest students tend to be seven or eight. 
40 years old. Well, Eliza, we should probably get a, a basic definition out there first. And for people who may not know, what is autism? Great question. Happy to answer that. Um, autism is a developmental disability that uh, sort of sits on a spectrum. So you've probably heard it referred to as the autism spectrum. Yes. Mm-hmm. The reason it's referred to that way is because there is a huge range of the way that autism might manifest itself depending on the individual person. Anderson typically serves people who are at the sort of extreme end of the spectrum where they're extremely challenged by autism. Most of the people we serve also have a uh, cognitive um, disability, so so there's um, there's some learning challenges as well uh, for example, in our adult, in our children's program, in order to gain admission, you have to have a, a diagnosis of autism as well as a documented IQ of 70 or below. So these are individuals who primarily are nonverbal or minimally verbal. Many of the children and adults we serve also engage in challenging behaviors. Um, but the spectrum does exist, so there are many people who are on the spectrum who might have something uh, called Asperger syndrome right. or okay. high-functioning autism. And then, again, there's a huge range. So... We've done a couple of shows on autism mm-hmm. on Radio Rotary. And we had, for example, the, the great author, Jesse Saperstein, yes. written yes. two books about his own uh, journey with Asperger's si- system. Absolutely. Jesse's and, great. Oh, he's a delightful Jesse guy. Jesse actually worked at Anderson for a while. Is that right? Uh, yes, he did. He worked in a couple of different capacities at Anderson. He was a trainer for our new in, uh, incoming employees for a right. while, giving them really firsthand perspective, which was great. Uh, so he's a, he's a longtime friend of Anderson, and we're thrilled for him. He's working up in Albany right now. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. shout out to Jesse. Yeah. Welcome right. back to the show anytime. A great motivational speaker, too. He so, definitely is. Eliza, what got you interested in this kind of work? I actually am a social worker. That's my background in education, but I went into education, really. Um, my whole family's in education. My parents were teachers. I started to teach. Family business, yep, huh? <laughs> exactly. It just kind of came naturally to us. Yeah. Um, so I taught for about seven years in Connecticut in a private school, working with neurotypical children. I've always had an interest and a passion for working with children, and especially their families. Um, I'm one of those odd people who, when there was tension or conflict, I sort of liked getting involved in that and mm-hmm. helping people work out and well, really make sure Well, it's a calling then for you. Right. So I did that for a few years. I ended up having one student on the spectrum who just really was so interesting to me, and we got uh, we got to know each other very well. He was young. He was about third, third grade. And when I moved up to this area, I was looking for a place to work in terms of that would continue that kind of work for me, um, being able to work with children and families. I got involved in a couple of schools, and then I found Anderson Center. And it was just this match. The right click. Oh, my goodness. It's a wonderful place to work, and you really feel good about what you're doing Well, we can tell you're passionate about it. (laughs) Our guest on Radio Rotary is Eliza Borzinski, and she is with the Anderson Center for Autism here in Dutchess County. We're talking about uh, the great work they do for young people on the autism spectrum. How would a parent know of of a small child that maybe they have to have the child looked at for autism? What are some of the signs that uh, a parent would have to look for? There are some signs, but I want to be careful because one of the things that, that is often said among the, in the field, and it's true, is that if you know somebody with autism, you know one person with autism, right. meaning everybody could be showing different Uh, different signs and symptoms. What we mostly encourage parents to do is to go with your gut. Parents know their child the best. And you know them from the moment that they are born. Um, You get to know what their behaviors, their their interests. Uh, You want to look for things like 
are they making eye contact at a, at a time when your pediatrician is sort of giving you that window of a developmentally appropriate time to make eye contact? Are they getting into that back and forth play with you when they're maybe entering into their very early toddler years, maybe 18 months around mm-hmm. there? Um, but I'm not a doctor, and I really would encourage parents to just ask questions when you take your child to the pediatrician. If you think something's not right, ask about it. Because again, parents are really the people who have the first sense that something may be Be a little little off. off. And so it's always a good idea to ask questions. Um, You can go to any sorts of resources. There are things online. Anderson's website, um, which uh, is uh, andersoncenterforautism.org. Say that again, okay. Um, Andersoncenterforautism.org is our website. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we'll have our great guest, Eliza (laughs) Porzinski, repeat that before the end of the show. Great. So what's on the website? Lots of information, calendars, events that we put on, uh, in tons of information about the programs that we provide because, again, we do much more than just what's happening on our main campus. Um, we do have a way to serve and to work with people who don't need a restrictive level of care in a residential program. We care very much that we also follow through on our mission to help children and adults stay in the least restrictive environment that they can, but also are receiving the service services that are going to help them reach their potential and reach their goals. So um, all sorts of information about our programs and as well as some information and some resources that parents might find helpful. But again, I'll just reiterate, your primary resource when you're the parent of a young child is your local pediatrician. And just keep asking questions until you're satisfied that you know what's happening. So what's the average day like at the Anderson Center for Autism? There's there's such a thing as an average day. You, you, You are going to be dealing with uh, the young people who have more serious problems, uh, what kind of uh, programs do you offer for them? We offer a range. It's a great question. Um, a typical day, there's probably not a typical day for any one student, um, just like there's not a typical day for any of us, really. But uh, for everyone on our children's campus, you know, the school day starts around 8.20 or so. Before that, children who live with us are getting up in their residences. They're working with their team of staff. They're going through their hygiene routines, having breakfast, getting ready for school. They're getting their uh, their book bags and their materials. They're walking over to school because, again, we have a walking village, so nobody has to take a bus when they're okay. uh, living with us. They're going to school in our beautiful education building. In terms of classrooms, we have six students, a maximum of six students per class. Lots, with lots of individualized of attention. Then. A lot of individualized yeah. Attention because that's what works and that's what's needed to support our students. They're in school until about 2.20. They have all sorts of wonderful experience there. There's academic work. There's a very typical, very tasty lunch in our cafeteria every day. There's gym class. There's art class. There's music class. There's social opportunities. Um, and then around 2.20, they walk back to their residences for some downtime. Um, they put their things away. They have some time by themselves. Um, and when I say that, I mean their staff on site supervising, but they may have some time to just go into their room and kind of decompress for a little so bit. So it, it's, right. nice, it's a nice structured, oh, organized very, very. routine. Structure is key. Yeah. Um, structure right. and consistency is key. And, and for that reason, we also work a lot with our families to mm-hmm. help maintain that structure on home visits and, and when they're around. And we're going to find out more about the great work of the uh, Anderson Center for Autism and our fabulous guest, Eliza Borzenski, in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest, Eliza Borzenski of the Anderson Center for Autism. And Sarah, who keeps us on the air by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah and Eliza, Radio Rotary is sponsored by J.G. 
CPS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, your regional banks, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the Rotary Clubs of Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook Nanuet, and Newburgh, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, and commercial lending, trust, and wealth management services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and now including the Riverside Bank Division with offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh, New York. Salisbury Bank is your local personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check them out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I'm welcoming all of you listeners out there in Radio Land back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah. Hi. And today we're talking to our friend Eliza Bozinski, and she's the development director for the Anderson Center for Autism, and we've learned a lot about autism. We've also gotten a little bit of an insight on how much you all do and how spread into the community you are. So let's just do a recap of what your programs are. It's not just the campus in Statsburg, is it, Eliza? No, no. That is um, our what we refer to as our main campus. But we also run uh, about 21 group homes for adults uh, throughout Ulster, Dutchess, and Orange County. And we're continuing to grow that because of the need. Um, we have three lifelong learning centers. In uh, One is in Saugerties, one's in Pleasant Valley, and one is in right on the Hyde Park Poughkeepsie border. We have then a clinic. Uh, we can provide clinic services, which are things like evaluations, diagnostics, um, and that can sometimes occur in your home and sometimes occur on our campus, depending on what makes sense for the family and for the individual. And we also have a consulting business, which allows us to uh, work with local school districts, many of whom we have contracts with, which is really great, where we come in and we provide trainings for teachers. We might work within a classroom in terms of setup and organization. If you're going to have a teacher working with a large number of people with autism that year. We'll come in and help with that. Uh, and any number of things. Sometimes we've even come in and assisted a teacher by working directly with a student 
in their classroom if they need a little bit more expertise there. And within the school districts, how many yep. school districts? Oh, I mean, I wish limited? I had that number. It's not well, limited. Is, um, it, is it just limited to the whole big community that you just described that you serve or just uh, where Statsburg is? Oh, no, no, no. We can broaden out. Um, there are certain areas that we... Um, we may have to consider, but I wouldn't put any limitations on it right now. Do they contact you? Oh, absolutely. They, so they, they can contact we, me. They can contact. Yeah, they, they usually call us. Sometimes it's parent driven. Sometimes parents will I start see. the process maybe with an advocate through their child's CSE meeting. Um, what do those initials mean? Uh, Committee on Special Education. So that's okay. for a child in a public school system who needs some some additional support, who's been evaluated and you know has some very uh, documented need. That family then works annually with the school district personnel to create what's called an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. And that is what sort of drives those those additional supports to help that child be successful. And so then they can reach out Sometimes, to, right. to, in, to the Anderson Center. Right, because the referral has to come from the school district. Believe me, many parents call us and say, can't right. you come into my child's right. school? And we can't without the school district saying they want that. Uh-huh. But parents can kind of drive that sometimes by by demonstrating the need. And we do, again, we enjoy really positive relationships with a lot of area school districts. So um, what do you have? You dispatch staff members, yep. trained people? That- members of our consulting department who are experts in the field of autism. Every single employee who comes to Anderson receives a two-week introductory training, two weeks, two full weeks. So whether you're coming in to work in our operations department or you're coming in to be a behavior analyst uh, or anything else, you're going to get that training and you're going to get a high degree of education and expertise in the field of autism. Now, now as as part of the education, uh, we've had uh, guests here on Radio Rotary uh, about autism and, and Asperger's syndrome before, and they use the phrase one in 68. What is that all about, Eliza? One in 68, um, well, I'll say it's two things. It's uh, One in 68 is the current United States, got to make this really clear, statistic issued by the CDC for the rates of diagnosis, diagnoses of autism for children in this country. So a developmental disability, which autism is, must be diagnosed before the age of 21. If you don't get diagnosed before the age of 21, you may get a doctor who can diagnose you with something else, but you won't get a developmental disability diagnosis because the whole point of it, the whole reason it's called a developmental disability is because it it occurs uh, early in life. While you're developing. While you're developing. Exactly. So, So the one in 68 is really referring to children in this country who are being diagnosed at that rate. That rate, as many of your listeners will know, has been shifting dramatically over the last couple of decades. And why Um, do you think that is? You know, it comes down to opinion, really. So I need to put that out there. This is my opinion. It's not necessarily the opinion of everyone I work with. But I think while I can't be completely sure, a lot of it, in my view, does have to do with broadening awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when the numbers were somewhere in the one in 10,000, a lot of that had to do with the fact that maybe parents were less informed, doctors were less informed. Uh, the tools necessary for a doctor to make an accurate diagnosis were not necessarily As where developed. they are today. Exactly. Yeah. But really, you know what happens. Any sort of yeah. issue, when social consciousness grows, yep. typically you start to hear that there's a lot more people who are affected by this than anybody ever knew before. Well, I think that that's the main reason. Well, we know uh, someone who um, was thought of to have Asperger's syndrome. I mean, they really didn't catch it or put a finger on it until this person was in their 30s. Right. And it just they just felt 
well, well, you know, he's an odd guy. You know, he's odd. He was fully functioning. Right. He was employed. He just had interesting social Went skills. Went to a very exactly. good college, so yeah. it had nothing to do exactly. with, the, with an intelligence. And yeah. we all remember from, you know, when we were in high school and junior high and even elementary school, there were always the kids that were just a little different. And I mm-hmm. and I do say that with all due respect. I, it's not appropriate to label or odd or anything, but it's. I think that that is what has shifted is that now, and it's good because now there are services that are also accessible to a large uh, number of people. The other thing, 1 in 68, is in, in the Anderson world and hopefully on the airwaves, is this the name of the radio show that I host for Anderson called One in 68. And it's uh, about topics all related to autism. And it's a it's a great way to learn about some of the things that are happening locally and also farther out that are very interesting from, you know, I've interviewed people from the CDC about those exact numbers, uh, as well as, for example, somebody who's creating uh, a line of clothing for children with autism that have G- GPS trackers built wow. into the clothing. What a great idea. It's amazing stuff. So uh, you can find all those podcasts on our website. Site, which I'll say again, AndersonCenterForAutism.org. And folks, and get so, a pencil and, and paper because we're going to have we'll, uh, our guest, Eliza, uh, repeat that before the end absolutely. of the show. Great. And your, your program is heard on many of the same stations as Radio Sister Rotary. stations. But you know what? It's very simple. Uh, download the podcast, and while you're doing your exercise walk or on your exercise bicycle, listen to Eliza, and also download the podcast of Radio Rotary on RadioRotary.org. So, Eliza... Is there any idea that one day there may be a quote-unquote cure for autism? Or is this something that is is going to be with us and and just uh, great places like the Anderson Center for uh, Autism and great people like you are just going to have to uh, keep, uh, you know, doing their best. Well, look, we'd, we'd really like to put ourselves out of business. However, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to answer that. Will there ever be a cure? Maybe. There's definitely, I think, a lot of people with autism who would hate hearing that because they, you know, the message that, that a lot of people are sending is there's no need to cure us. We are who we are. And I think that that's a very important message to respond to. That's actually to. a great attitude. It is. And I think that it also is, it, 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 it's to be balanced. Um, then there are families who watch a young child who, who, whose quality of life may really be significantly different and, and less than what they would hope for, for for somebody that they love. So you, so what Anderson is all about is we're in the here and now. Um, we're not a research facility, although you know we, we will sort of get into that in the future. We are a here and now treatment provider for people who are substantially affected by autism. So our focus is about staying uh, ahead of and and very aware of the latest treatments and and opportunities that are available for the people that we serve. That said, I have the luxury of being able to go to conferences and go to universities and and meet scientists who are engaged in unbelievable research right now. And I can tell you that the research is running the gamut from uh, isolating, I'm not a neurologist, um, uh, isolating, you know, synapses in the brain and, and aspects of brain development that are really incredible in terms of looking at the genesis of autism, Mm -hmm. as well as people who are certainly going to try to make that link and look for a quote-unquote cure. What I'm focusing and following mostly right now is uh, some, hopefully, hopefully what will come in the future will be at least some very clear markers about what to look for and how 
what treatments will be the best in to terms help of the families and the people and who the, are quality affected. Of, the quality the quality of, of life piece is really yeah. key. And if our so. listeners out there want to help you in your great work, do you have volunteer opportunities at the Anderson Center? We do. We have volunteer opportunities. You can go to our website to learn more information about that. We Which also, is? Oh, AndersonCenterForAutism.org. Right. And uh, we, uh, we, we also, are, we're a not-for-profit. Yeah. We're a 501c3. We always appreciate uh, donations. We do get funding from our from the state um, and from the counties, but we believe in Anderson. As I've been saying all along, quality of life is is absolutely key. The folks we serve have goals, they have dreams, they have interests, they have passions, they have skills, and we need opportunities so that they can continue to pursue those. And you know what else they have? They have great people like Eliza Borzenski <laughs> watching out for their best interests. Eliza, thank you for everything you're doing for those with autism, and thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary. It's been a, just a treat to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. And Sarah, who brought us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500 and by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, your regional banks for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.